Welcome, my friends. This episode is with Tom Lowe and Shinron Gillespie. But you already knew that, didn't you? Because you clicked on the description to listen to this episode already. So let me tell you some things that you might not know about Tom and Shinron. Well, Tom is one of the bravest big wave surfers in the world. From Nazare to Mavericks, he consistently gets some of the biggest waves and takes off in the most critical of places. I have had my heart in my mouth watching young Tommy Lowe taking off from behind the peak at Mavericks on a 40-foot wave. And Shinron... What do we have to say about Shinron? Well, Shinron is one of my favorite people to travel with in the whole wide world. He is a bodyboarder who slab hunts, he Google map searches, Google Earth searches, excuse me, and is one of the most thorough forecasters I have ever met. His obsession with bathymetry and wind and swell direction allows him to uh, find new waves. It allows him to work a nine to five and still get some of the best waves in the world. And if he invites me to go on a trip, I go. I drop everything in my life. I don't care what's happening. And I go because I know that it's going to be good. And I've traveled everywhere from Mexico to the Pacific Northwest with my good friend Shindran. In this episode, we talk a lot about Ireland. Ireland is a place that bonds Shinron and Tom. So, gosh, this description's going on way too long. All right, if you want to donate to the podcast, head over to my website, kyle.surf. This is a donation-based podcast, and if you put just a few bucks a month in, it will enter you into a raffle where I give away goodies from all of my surf sponsors like Patagonia. And we are sending out a box to a couple winners right now. So you could be next month. All right. I hope that you enjoy this conversation with two of my favorite people, Tommy Lowe and Shinron Gillespie. Kyle Cameron here. I'm in Cape Town. I was the only journalist in northern Nigeria. It's not an adventure until you get lost in Tijuana. You get caught inside by a giant wave, you feel really alone. I love the adventure of waking up and not knowing what will happen and that being my job. I'm standing at a desert oasis right now. A lot of tourists don't see this part of Bali. Smiles and thumbs up. Thumbs up. In the back room? No, I had like his in the house, in the back house though. I had the little uh, chalet bit in the back. Oh, okay. You don't even know that zone. It's epic. (laughs) All right, we're on. Hi, Kyle. Hi, tell me about Ireland. Let's start there. You guys both have extensive experience in that place. How how would you, what are the defining factors of it? Of Ireland? Yeah. Just the most compassionate people that live in a cold, stormy place. Yeah, it, it definitely attracts. What type of it per- attracts, and it also tests like everybody. So, but it, it, you know, it attracts certain kind of people. That, right, and to to come back for more, you have to really love it, love surfing. Do a lot of people go over there one be, time and they give it a go, and then they're like, Fuck, exactly, it's not for exactly. me. Exactly. Yeah. So what I say, yeah, it's like 
a lot of people you don't see ever coming back. Like so many pros have just like blown through there. Yeah, epic yeah. surfers. They want, you know? they um, want but they're the just not into it. They, they, or they do enjoy it for that one off. But you well, know, it seems like a fully involved a experience. Right. You like if you're gonna go surf one of those slabs, like what? Yeah. Walk me through that process. Well, I mean, each each one has its own characteristics, and it's like there's so many different spots there that have you know so you're surfing like a kind of big slab wave with a sort of bigger board in the morning and later on you're on your little sort of but it's muddy it's it's hard to get to a lot of these spots too right it's like rain boots walking down cliffs yeah i mean you prep you know you gotta you gotta prep you won't last long like you do like two or three days in a row like you do one swell and it's like you're broken. You know, if you don't go preps, you're going to get sick. You're going away. You're going away with a nasty bug. Like you, you got a cold and you won't last, like last out the week. You want to go home. You want to go home to your mom, you know? What are, what are, what are unexpected so, essentials that you'll bring there? Dry yeah. bag. Dry bag. And just, re- you know, wet weather gear, you know, and just the thermals and, you know, just the essentials, man. And you bring, you bring a little bit of nutrition, you know, you want your little, if you can get your little green, you know, smoothie juices that kind of vibe you know your little spirulina mixes and things they make those little bits of nutrition they make all the difference just have it in your system makes the difference between waking up the next morning and actually going back recovery you know stretch out if you can and try and stay at your mate's place there's actually sealed house that doesn't got drafts and isn't cold and damp because 95 percent of all the houses there are built terribly because everyone's skin and they don't. They don't, don't want to like. Money. They don't have the money to like. Yeah. There's no job infrastructure. There's no. What do most tourism. people do in Ireland for a living? Do they do anything? <laughs> oh, it's tough. It's really tough, man. I mean, like tourism is huge. Yeah, it's seasonal, isn't it? So yeah. you know, you got a lot of surf schools, and you got a lot of the pubs and the food, and you got you know that kind of thing going on, like every seasonal place by the sea, but. I think most of the locals go to the city if they want a proper job. You know, they're in Dublin or they're in Limerick or, or wherever. Galway. Yeah. Yeah. Like Tom teaches in Galway. Like the local lads, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The other Tom. Yeah. Do you guys g- give me some crazy Ireland stories? How about when you uh, blew your shoulder out? Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of like the, I'd say one of the most defining moments of my whole life. Out, in and out of surfing. It's one of the heaviest, shocking experiences of my life. Walk me through that. You know, it that? changed my whole being in that moment of, I've never been the same again. So, you know, it's like, I've had certain times in my life that I can relate to that I like it, but that is the heaviest experience All right, of g- my life. Give me the story, start to finish. I don't know the story. I mean, it's probably not even a great story. It's just like, I don't know, it's a really heavy day, you know, underneath the cliffs of Moa there, the Aileen's. It's a really heavy right-hander, unpredictable. You can have its perfect times, you know. When Dorian came over, he saw the right chart. He said, what do you reckon? I said, if you're going to come over and score it good, this is the one, mate, you know. And he, and he you know, he did his thing. He comes in, he just gets the best, most beautiful wave ever. And then he's hopefully going to come back again. But to get it like that, which would be, I don't know. It'd be hard to few and far between. Hard you know? to equal it, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's usually pretty raw out there, unpredictable, and it was a heavy day. And we were towing. Well, I was paddling actually to begin with. Greg and Twiggy are in town, and yeah, I kind of like got. I actually got two waves, which was I was really happy with because 
hadn't really paddled many big waves up, up at that point. And, it, uh, yeah. It, Aileen's is a spot with a huge cliffs, too. So do you have to get down those cliffs to yeah. get there? Yeah, well, we, we, went, we went down old school that day. Like, the boys launched the ski, like Ferg and Mickey, and then uh, Twig, Greg, and myself paddled out. So, yeah, you walk down the goat trail. It's pretty sketchy. You know, it's not... It's not as scary as everyone probably imagines. It's you know, scary. And looking at it's it. scary when it's frozen. <laughs> it comes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm just used to it. I run down the thing. I don't know. But. No, I mean, when it's like frozen, it's really slippery. It's uh, it's a little sketchy then, but yeah. it's mm. not that bad. Rain boots, full on. All right, so you're going out there. It's a big day. And, you know, the, the paddle out, I slipped straight out the back, you know. I kind of like timed it right, and, but it can be a nightmare. You've got to paddle through some shore breaks. So it's not uh, that hectic, but it's definitely... Um, gets your blood going and it you know it's a bit of work and you you could have two or three goes until you actually get out you know um anyway like the, those two lads like greg and twig they didn't get out back for about half an hour so i was out the back on my own like i didn't go straight to the lineup because i was it was huge you know it was it was like solid 15 feet you know and uh the boys hadn't come around the ski and i had my little moment i love it out there when it's like that you have your little moments and you just like you don't want to be doing that <laughs> knowing that no one's around but i knew there was a few crew coming so it was it's raw out there you know you could get lost at sea so you need to be smart about it and i've i think there's a few of us that have tested those boundaries and learned our lessons um by by meaning i mean that like that you know you you have to have a friend come out with you or at least keep an eye on you from the top if you're going to go out there when it's heavy so i was out there anyway went to like when i saw the boys finally make out the back they were sort of like whoa like you know we got hammered or whatever and i was like cool i'm you know i was already lined up then and then i got a couple of waves and then they you know took the time got into the lineup ferg and mick came around on the jet ski and um greg greg went on to the boil he was keen on getting amongst it twig was just checking it out a bit and uh greg went over the fall snapped his board um and then he sat on the ski twig caught a little corner uh yeah i caught one and then it was like you know what there's all these mental waves coming in let's just whip a couple like they wanted to whip in i was like well i'm usually first up i don't know why i just i always um get get it going yeah I just get it going and then it's just like yeah i just got one little nuggy thing and then the next wave i just towed in too late like i was too fucking late on the thing you know i was like behind the boil and i dropped down over the top of this like double up and there's the wave there if you if it has too much wall on it, it's going to break on the outside ledge, in which case, you know, you're going to have the biggest chandelier coming down you. Yeah, ever. so you, is, is it one of those waves where it, it can up, break man. out the back, but if it'll hold off and it'll double up on a section, it always doubles up. Every wave doubles up, right? So you've got all this beatiness behind it, right? And it always goes mean. But then you've got the, the crumble that will come down. So all that power is going to hit you if you're in the wrong spot, no matter where you are on the wave you know if you if you obviously if you're in the wrong spot you're gonna cop it so i took the whole force of that thing man i just straightened out because as i came around i knew i could not make round the section i knew i couldn't pull in because i was going to get the chandelier on my head you know it's big wave there and i just try to straighten out as we all have in big waves you try and straighten out you haven't got enough speed and you go ah and you lips just slowly, slowly just coming down, coming down. I got it. I got fucking it. Don't full, got full it. Extension and then boom, it just everything landed on me, and I just, I just went flying up with the thing. It just, I remember just feeling like I was just really high up. It just blew me into the sky, and I was like, oh man, I didn't know what was going on though. 
it was almost like I wasn't conscious. You know what I mean? It like hit me that hard. How is that fucking feeling when you get blown up and you don't feel like you're like, I should be underwater right now, but I yeah. don't feel like I'm being touched by water. I feel like I'm, you feel like I'm, you can I, almost breathe. Yeah. I feel like, like I could breathe because I'm yeah. in the sky, but you can't because yeah. you're actually surrounded by foam. Air, just aerated water. foam and know. water. I've never been that high. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway, and then it all just went turned to a nightmare. I mean, like, all jokes aside, you know, we can make a joke about it. I was just fearing for my life at that point because I was just like, I didn't, you know, you get it's like getting hit by a car and then, you know, having to deal with the hold down. And I didn't know whether I broke my neck, back, or leg, or I knew the shoulder just like wasn't, yeah, you know, it wasn't there. So that was out, but. You know, I'd never done that before. So all these feelings were quite, quite new. You know, it's not every day that you get hit that hard by anything. And I was just, so I was just knocked the shit out of me. Then you make it up? Yeah. I mean, made it up. I don't know how long. I don't know what happened. I don't know any of it. Yeah. I just know Fergal was zooming around me. The next couple hit me and I was in amongst the rocks, but he picked me up in time and he lifted me on the ski and I just. I don't know, it was just like the long the long cruise back around the It had corner, to be the know? longest ride of your life home, yeah? I've done it a few times. I mean... Well, with your shoulder ride. out. Yeah, I've done that twice, though. So anyway... So, so your shoulder was so out listen, the whole time. Listen, so you, it's you... out, it's out, and I don't put it in. It's the first time, and it really went out, you know? And then we go back around. It took about an hour cause, or so to go back around to the harbour because it's like, you got to go slow. And we went... We went in, it was massive, and I, I jumped off the ski. I had to swim in one-handed to the, the harbour bit. It was all a bit gnarly, but, you know, the boys were there to support me and all the rest of it. The ambulance took ages. We got in the ambulance, and they, they, you know, they drop you off there. It's old school in Ireland, you know? They drop you off in A&E, and you're just like, you're at the back of the line, you know? You're, you're conscious. you got, what, a dislocated shoulder whatever, mate, you know? I guess it's, you're not life and death, are you? So, yeah, maybe I am being a drama queen, but it flipping hurt. Oh, it like hurts so bad. I'd ever felt. All three of us have had yeah, dislocated all, shoulders. Well, there you go. I blew mine out here really? this last year, and it was the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. It's yeah. horrible. Yeah. It's a, it's a discombobulated feeling. Like, you feel like a part of your body that normally should be in one place yeah. is in a different yeah. place. Yeah. It's like one of those paintings where, like, the arm just isn't attached to the person. Yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, it is. That's why I didn't actually meet you the first trip. Yep. Because I, I showed up the week after you got yep. hurt. Exactly. And then uh, the swell got big again. It did. Yeah. And they were towing that next time. Yeah. And I went out and I caught one wave in Ireland. Got yeah. absolutely heard, smashed. Yeah. At that same wave. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, took like a, I took like a 15-footer on the head. <laughs> right when you were going out. Yeah. Well, no, no. I'd been out for a while and I was trying to scratch into him, but it was like, 30 knot east winds, northeast winds. That offshore? Yeah. Okay. And you could not, I couldn't push that's the cold. boogie over the ledge. And that's cold. Cold that's the water. coldest wind you got. Yeah. There was a foot of snow on the ground when we showed you know? up in the morning. That and winter so, pumped. I, uh, it was cold. I caught one wave, ate shit, went over the falls, paddled back out, paddled for one, didn't catch it, turned around, see Tom Dodge Harrison skipping down, towing, just da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
ah, bro, you all right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you want me to whip you into a massive one? I'm like, oh, my goodness. Absolutely not. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> it's like, no. Classic. He's like, nah, man, I'll put you right in a good spot. I'm like, no, I want to go home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I had to do the big paddle all the way around yeah. the whole peak. Yeah. And I came in, I was just so defeated. And it was the only yeah. wave I caught in Ireland that first trip. Spend the rest of the time at the pub, (laughs) reflecting, deep reflecting. But that's what Ireland's all about. I think no matter what size the waves, I think everyone can relate to it, the power of the place, the energy of the place. And that's what Ireland means to me. It's like you go there, no matter how much training and preparation and, you know, how many times you've been out to your spot, you think you know it out there or whatever, you know, you're local and you do 10 winters. You're like, yeah, I can, you know, I got this. Nah, you haven't. Ireland always tests you, always knocks your ego back down. You know, I love it. That's it's what very, it's all about, though. Very you humbling. grow from it every time. And it's, it keeps you wanting more, but it's like, it tests you. We were, talking, we were talking about that earlier, too, about just how the places that you grew up in def- end up defining you more yeah. than you would like to expect. And it mm-hmm. seems like a place like Ireland, there's not the sponsorship dollars, there's not no. the industry the vast majority of those guys, if not all of them, are doing something else to yeah. subsidize their addiction yeah. to going and getting massive slabs. And yeah. it just creates a different vibe, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's real down there. I mean, that's the best way of describing it. It's just real. Like, the people are real, and the place is real, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. It's just about grounding yourself. I just went there. That's where I flew from to come to this Mav Swell. You know, and I was on the Swell. It was like an old, it was like an old school vibe over there, like, it wasn't about getting photos and all the all that malarkey, you know. It was just like getting barreled with the friends and there was no one around. And I was like, this is what it's all about. It was good to do this trip, you know. I actually got a, I got a cold in the end. I had two days in bed <laughs> with the sniffles because I've been on my mate's <laughs> damn cold the, house. You got the thermals. It were was you, worth it. Were you staying at Patchy's or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you heard about that place? I went there. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, oh, you know. Bless him. So what? So, with so, him. so, but a, so after that experience, um, you said that thing that changed you. I want to dig into that a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, how far do you dig into it, though? I mean, you know, you dig too deep, mate, and sometimes it's not. Uh, well, just, it's difficult to it's difficult to describe these things. I mean, recently I nearly drowned. You know, so like at Mullagmore in Ireland, Ireland, and that Aileen's wave has done done it to me twice. So you know, I had a surgery. I've Three years of feeling great, you know, wiping out all around the world and surfing and feeling confident. And then, you know, go back to Aileen's. I'm having a great time and I make a really nice wave. And then I don't have a clue what happens. The board snaps underneath me as I'm riding along as if it had been creased beforehand and I wasn't aware of it. That's the only way I can describe it. The glass peels back and it stops like a break. After I've come out the barrel, I'm pointing to the channel to get out of the water. I'm home and dry and then tunk. Stop, boom, fly over backwards, shoulder goes out, over the falls onto like the worst part of the reef there because the end part is just a nightmare, you know? It goes dry when the tide starts going I'm on the reef suddenly and it's all kicking off again and I'm going, how did I get back here? Like, what? wow. But Ireland, that's what it it does to me. I don't, how, I don't know. I mean, why, I don't even try and describe it because it's, it's just... It's everything to me because it's like it's all the best and all the worst to me. Like it, all my best like experiences, my highest highs have been there, and then the lowest lows 
you know, I've been just so dark at that place. Like it, it's, it's like taught me everything about life in the end and also just about myself it's difficult to describe in just like a conversation now you see I mean, both of you are very experience driven humans you've made a lot of decisions in your life so that you can go chase these swells around the world and it's not easy and you have to sacrifice a ton but you both still do it and ireland seems like it's that special place that's like the epicenter of what everything that you both believe in is mm. Yeah, I mean, it just yeah. ha- it seems like it has cool. a lo- it has it's a lot cool. of that, and I'm I'm obviously just projecting because I've never been there, but it seems like it. It's just cool, mate. You know, like I mean, I was at Mullagmore Palin by myself the other day. You know, yeah. I mean, you you know, in heavy big ways, like you can't do that. If that was here, there'd be the two hundred you know? people out. Yeah, and it wouldn't be as special then. You know, but and I, I you know I obviously had a scenario. That's a whole other story in itself. But like, you know. Yeah, it's just special for me like that because I know I can go to these places and there's still untapped energy. Like there's still loads and loads of spots I can surf with my friends or by myself, you know. Yeah. Well, the, the waves weed a lot of people out. Yeah. A lot of people get hurt. A lot of people get I've gotten hurt out there. It's Yeah. It's scary. Well, I mean Fergal, you know, still to me like the best surfers I've ever seen and surfed with and he's got he got hurt the other day at one of the local spots, you know, and he was out for the swell like before it even started and you know he's the most experienced waterman and like the most tapped in to the place ever but it's just island and you know mickey smith the guy that found all the waves there and photographed a lot of the waves a lot of the beautiful pictures you see come out of there originated from mickey and you know none of us would be there if it wasn't for him you know finding these special places so um you know mickey is actually at the the core of this whole thing but yeah. anyway, that's another story what brought, again. What brought you over there uh, initially? Because you, you grew up in, Mickey, in, in England. Mickey, really? No, Mickey <laughs> brought you over. How, really? tell, tell me that story of how you well, got no, how I, you started coming over there and then what kept you like coming back. 10 years ago. It was just, but Mickey had been going for ages beforehand with a couple of lads from home. You know, Mickey Smith is from, he's from Cornwall. He's from the same neck of the woods as I am. So, you know, I know him and we used to hang out sometimes and, you know, I kind of looked up to him. Everyone kind of looks up to Mickey just because he's a really talented character. Yeah, everything he does. Music, photography, videography. Yeah, I only met him once and I got a a great vibe from him. You met him here? Yeah, the short film he made, The Dark Side of the Lens. Yeah, it's one of the best pieces of surf film ever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He just made that one, dropped the mic, and was out. Everyone's like, That was Shit. from the heart, that was, you know? Damn it, we've been trying to capture that forever and never yeah. really got it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I basically just, I gave him a bell, like, he was over there in Ireland, and I'd finished the season lifeguarding, I gave him a call. You know, I didn't have any sponsors and all the rest of it, it was just to go surf and check it out, and me and a couple of friends went over there. We jumped in the car and drove over and... Fell in love with it. Simple as that, really. We slept at his house and we lobbed in with him and his girlfriend, Rivka, who's lovely. Yeah, still together. They got a couple of kids, you know, still rocking on. And like, she's part of like, she's like family to me, you know, like they all are. So anyway, like we went in and we all just lobbed in there. They used to just let us all sleep on the floor. And it was, yeah, like an old school trip, really. Just (laughs) straight in the deep end, though, you know, like everywhere I was pumping for like six weeks and surfing the heaviest waves you know that i'd ever seen and i'm just going over the falls that's all i did really yeah trademark trademark pencil just started from there that's where it originated it was just (laughs) there goes lowy again you know over the falls boom another snap board how are you surviving this thing you know like i just 
I just couldn't make it. I didn't have the technical skills. And like some of the guys were there, just especially Ferg and that, you know, he was so much technically better than I was. I was like, wow, I mean, it was so much fun. Yeah. Progressive. How old were you when you went um, over there? I think I was around, probably around 20. Yeah. And had, you surfed, he- had you surfed heavy waves much before then? Yeah, I, that, that's the thing. I kind of, I've been to a few places. I went to Porto and did a little stint down there, a little underground stint with my mate. And uh, yeah, I definitely, and I, and even though you guys, you know, probably think in Cornwall, like there's not a lot on offer, there's, there's still wild storms. You get a lot of energy in the water and I've always gravitated towards that. So I've been out there paddling around doing, doing my, I don't know, yeah. just connecting with nature in that kind of raw way since I was little. I don't know why. And that's just what calls me. So yeah, I ended up gravitating towards Ireland and as soon as Mickey opened the doors up to that world, I was like, this is, you know, what makes me the happiest. And yeah, this is like, I feel more alive than ever. And yeah. I'm going to give this a crack more, you know, get better at it. And it was Mickey that instilled that belief as well. Cause he actually sat me down, took photos of us and, he said, Lowy, this is you, mate, look, you know, and I was like, wow, I've never seen pictures of myself, you know, and I was just surfing or whatever. And I was like, that's a, that's a nice wave. And like, yeah, I'm in the barrel, wicked, this looks sick, you know, and his photographs just brought everything alive in a different way I'd ever seen, you know, and to be part of that, I was just felt just more lucky than ever. And he said, like, you know, I'm going to send them to the mags, I'm going to send them to the rip, rip curl and stuff and give it a crack, mate. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm not going to say no to that, am I? So you weren't sponsored at the time? No. No. And then what, at what point did you decide that you wanted to do this full time? Well, I would just, um, as soon as, as soon as I was able to, as soon as like, I didn't have to like work a lot. Like I, I still worked half the year. What were you seasonal, doing? Seasonal. Lifeguarding, washing dishes, um, painting, decorating, a bit of laboring. And uh, I did that whole time really for like about six years, you know, and it wasn't till like, Rip Curl kind of bumped up the contract just slightly and I was able to just get from A to B without and like kind of train a little bit, you know, kind yeah. of start thinking about surfing heavier waves. And yeah, and get, get on Tahiti. a flight to Tahiti. You know, or Mickey was like, come on, you know, we'd have a few filmers with him and we'd like make a little edit, you know. Isn't it crazy how often uh, surfers, like what makes it possible for them is having a friend who's a photographer I mean, for us, yep. it's it's our friend Chachi, yeah, who is a staff photographer at Surfer, yeah. And so often, it's like, yeah, I mean, he's gotten the best photos of me, yeah, for sure. He's gotten the best Just photos of you, out. Shinron, and he's got told- a really good photo of you at Porto this year. Yeah, that's one of my favorite photos of my life. Yeah, it's a mental one. Yeah, and it's just it's so all it's all about that. having that connection with someone who's actually going to be able to document it, and you get on with them well, and you're going to go on some trips exactly. and have some fun, and then maybe a mag publishes it and then then it levels up so that you can maybe get a company to pay for your flight yeah. to go somewhere and give it a go somewhere else. Well, that's what it's all about, you know. It's all about, I mean, we, we as humans, we gravitate towards like what we think about, you know. So like the law of attraction, that's how it is. So obviously, we, you know, it's not like a trippy thing. It's actually just true. So it's like I gravitated towards these beings that were like, meant to bring me higher and bring out the best in me you know and i haven't talked about fergal and he's like one of the driving forces in my life as well you know mickey smith and fergal smith like ferg's like at the time was a full-on proper pro surfer he was amazingly professional and he was in all the cover shots getting all the love and i'd heard about him in ireland he was the guy and you know it was mickey 
me and Ferg, and that's how we rolled for about solid five years everywhere we went together, you know? So, yeah, Ferg pushing you, me surfing-wise and then Mickey getting pictures and pushing me too. And screaming at you from the, <laughs> yeah, from the inside, go! Yeah, yeah. well, ma- mainly I just have to, you know, we pull back, just empties. He's just free freaking out. Kooks. What brought, you, what brought you over there for your first time? You're Gillespie. I am a yeah. Gillespie. And it, ironically, my closest friends over there are Gillespies as well. Yeah. I spent the last two Christmases in the Gillespie house. There it is. Fate working its thing again. Yep. Uh, <laughs> one of them reached out to me and invited me over years before, and I never did it, and Finally, I was like, Chacha, you want to go? And he's like, well, yeah, I'm half Irish. Let's do this. So epic. we went and met all the boys. Yeah. Didn't get any waves the first trip. Just got smoked. And weren't remotely annoyed about that, though. No, Still no, Still had no. the best trip the of best trip. your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then I, the next trip I went back, I scored harder than I've ever scored anywhere in my entire life. <laughs> it's because, you know, it's a karma, mate. And you're part of the crew over there. Like, these guys are like, yeah, especially yourself, you know, everybody, you know, is takes you in yeah. under their wing like you can stay at any of the boys houses it's like you know all the secret spots like because you you do it you've got that right attitude that right energy like and that's what it's about like i travel on my own as well i always have um, apart from when i was with ferg and mickey and even when we did we real low-key and we'd, we'd never surf the spots that were busy you know and if it was the localized zone and you, you just keep it on the low-key you're not going to photograph it you're not there to get photos then you know what uh what keeps bringing you back over here to Mavs? Well, I've never felt energy like out at Mavs. I don't compare it to anywhere, and so it's one of the most special, craziest uh, energies that I've ever felt in the water and outside of the water. You know, that whole Half Moon Bay is just a, a pretty powerful place. Um, you know, I first time I went down there, you know, I, I spent six weeks in the camper van there, you know, trying to just uh, get to know the area and the people a little bit and... You know, it's, it didn't break much, but when it did, you know, I was out there and, you know, a lot of the local guys were looking after me in a way, just sort of showing me the way and talking to me about a lot of things. And I just sort of tried to tap into that. So it wasn't like I wanted to go there and be my man of the match or something and try and get photos and stuff. It was more just about like a calling to go and test myself and check it out. I mean, you know, it's Mavericks. It's like everyone's heard about it growing up. And I like to, you know, have an idea, I don't know. I have a, I don't have plans. I don't like write things down and stuff. I just have like these little, uh, they're like a little like calling thing in my head, you know, I'm kind of like, and then if it, if it, it go, and then in my, if it, the mindset goes into like the heart a little bit, like, you know, this, oh, you're kind of like, yeah, I really want this then. Yeah. I just do it then. It's not like, and I can't not do it. I don't have a choice. So like, I can't even talk myself out of it. Like when I see swells and shit, like I got to go, like, cause it's like, I can't, it's what I'm meant to do. Like, I have to be there and I have to go out. I can't ever not go out. And I know once I go out, I don't go out to like just sit around. You know what I mean? I know I want to go out to try and like catch a set, hopefully. You know, that's that like was, my whole thing about surfing. That was so funny earlier when you're like, that big storm when I saw it and the buoys were going to be massive. You're like, please don't let the wind go good. Please yeah, don't let the wind go good. Exactly. <laughs> that last huge one you 29 guys feet at 20 seconds. You're like, please don't let the wind go good. Exactly. Do you, just well, like, I mean, you're just talking about a swell that's coming up in like three days in Portugal. Oh, God. And, and Nazare. <laughs> What's going through your mind right now? Well, I'm, you know, I just know that like I live, I live in there, aren't I? So I've been living there for the last like six months with my girlfriend. And we've got a cool setup down there. I said, I mean, I'm all set there, you know. 
I got like three eleven O's just sitting there looking at me. <laughs> I'm exactly not going to drive up the road if it's like thirty feet and offshore, you know, which is probably going to be on Tuesday. So I'll probably have to drive up at dark and I'll just do that thing again. I hope I don't have to. I hope the wind switches. Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> no, I yeah, mean, but, but like, but, you know what though? I mean, I don't, I, I, I say that, you know, but I'm going off instinct. Like I will, I tap into like, like what I actually want. Like I'm, I it isn't a mindset. Like I'm missing out thing. This is more like, I just feel like I have to, I want it, you know? It's like I'm hungry for it. So yeah. it's it's not like I'm going, oh my God, like I've got to be there because I've got to like represent and or anything like compare people or like, he's going to be there. And if he gets this, it's just about me. Yeah. It's always about me. Well, there's also <laughs> the the hangover. I mean, we are just surfed Mavs two, di- two days ago. Yeah. And there's definitely a hangover m- oh, more than you. I'm down. I mean, you're, you're, you're all your, your adrenaline, your serotonin's drained, yep. but you also have this thing of like, fuck, everything else is kind of boring. Like nothing else <laughs> really is getting me that psyched. It's like it's like it's, the feeling like you're forgetting oh something. God. You're like you get in your car and you're like, I feel like I'm forgetting something. That's what when my, I forget? That's when my demons come out. <laughs> really? When I'm just bored with normal life. Right. Really. And that's that's what you guys have in common. And then you gotta look at the maps, then you wanna get <sighs> yeah. to the next the next one and the next one and the next one, and then you get a bomb There's and you get many super psyched. That find, you know, that the word contentment's a really hard place to to settle in for long and you can get that after you get that bomb after a swell you know it can linger for a while and you're all content it doesn't last that long you know but the 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 key is to try and just (laughs) yeah balance you know if you can get the balance right you know when you can tap out of a swell and just go downtime and really enjoy it enjoy the little things and i mean actually that's what big wave surfing does for me even though we're talking about come downs and things okay i'm not gonna say i don't and i'm not right now low I am off that swell blatantly energy levels, psychologically, physically, everything is low because yeah, we've just been in some really wild seas, you know, but it also brings out like the, it, it, it puts like a priority list almost in my head and it brings forward stuff that's important. It clarifies everything in my whole life, surfing the big waves each time. Sounds funny. It sounds pretty gnarly, but it's true. It's just like, okay, it's just about me and my girlfriend and my friends and my family. It's not about anyone in the surf. And that's all it is. It's really simple. And in health. And that's all I revolve around. I do that every, every month. And I've been doing it for five years. And that's fine by me. I'm really happy. Like, and I don't need anything more. I'm not like wanting like this ride to like change it or get bigger and better. And blah, blah, blah. like, I, I'm just happy anyway. And I, but I also drive, I have the drive and the calling, but I'm, I'm not, I actually think I'm, I'm all right with this balancing thing right now. Like it's, it's been fine. You get better at it. The more you I'm do it, right the more you get better. Anyway. At it. Yeah. Like I'm, I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not hitting like the booze. I'm not going out and partying that, you know, like when I was younger, I wasn't like this big party guy or something, but like, you know, get on the sesh, like, and that's just what you do. I come from, <laughs> I come from a background like my whole town's like half of them are like alcoholics. So it's like there's there's actually probably I don't know fifteen pubs, you know, on one street. That's how it is. And lovely place, man, and like great vibes. But you know, there's not a lot to do in winter, and everyone just gets pissed. I mean, in the summer, it's like let's get pissed because it's summer. <laughs> so it's like you know, it's party party mode and. It's just normal. You go out. If you don't go out every, you know, at least once a week, you're pretty boring and like, you know, what are you doing? 
So that is part of your, I got this, I almost got a little chip on my shoulder that I kind of think I have to go out. But these days I don't and I haven't done for quite a long time. And I think because of that, I don't get the big downers and I don't have, you know, even more so, I don't have the huge ups and the huge downs. I think alcohol and drugs are a really shit thing for the system, full stop. And if you can just, you know, we got enough drugs going on the system every time we go surfing, man. Like when you wake up and, you know, we're experiencing nature. We're lucky enough to like, and it, it probably later on, we're going to be on your roof, man, watching the sunset. <laughs> yeah. You know, have a be beer. Yeah. But don't have to like, you don't have to just like <laughs> start getting on it too hard, you know? Yeah. Just enjoy it. Totally. <laughs> well, well, drugs and alcohol, it gives you higher highs, but it also gives you lower lows. And if you're coming off a day where you're in some really heavy seas and then you also get wasted, there's just inevitably you're going to have a lower low. And we've all done it. And I'm not going to go, I'm not going to say like, don't, don't go for gold and have, oh, no. have a banger. We're going to the OPL. Yeah, yeah. I've had great <laughs> sessions in there. I got the wave you know, of my life. Let's take shots. I mean, it's if like, Cole Christensen uh, and those lads are listening to this right now, they'll be like, what's he on about? He was raging like <laughs> a couple of years ago. Greg, you know, we, Greg's got a story right now <laughs> that could blow your mind, but we're not going there because <laughs> we probably actually need to be on it to go there. But the thing is, you know, that's a time and a place and I'm talking about one-offs and, you know, I'm not, you're doing it week in, week out. You just you're gonna be going. Yeah, down. you want to celebrate when cool. when it's something to really celebrate. It feels special, then, isn't it? You know, whatever. <laughs> Shinran thoughts? I'm just gonna be quiet on this one. <laughs> yeah, third beer in. He's like, he's like. Oh no, it's how you just kind of internal. Then you just kind of went a bit dark. Shinda's a creature, though. Shinda, you, you don't. <laughs> he's a whole nother beast. No, he's a whole nother beast. Yeah. Come on, Louie, have a couple of pints of Guinness with me. You know, what, what's one boy when he's in when he's in town, you know? All right, I'll have one with you, mate. Shin does like a seal going down a wave, just like just needs that initial little whoop, and then he's in to like a 15-foot barrel, comes well, out. mate, these boys are different beasts. Like, he's like all the lads in Ireland, you know, all the, the, the boogin lot and that. You know, they're the foundation of what's going on over there. They're still pushing the limits more than anyone and they're still getting on it on a couple of points hey, and they're happy boys, aren't they? Credit where credit is due. <laughs> Boogie warders are the gnarliest humans in the world. Yep. They most committed, most committed in terms of finding a lot of waves that you now yep. see. No one it has was, it was the boogies that were on it before the surfers. No one has a clue. Yeah. They think you, these are the boys. And they, okay, uh, little do you know, there was a little group of like underground crew that floated through that area and you kind of pushed them out of there. Yeah. You don't let them surf it anymore. So actually, <laughs> that's not who found it. Right. No, <laughs> anyway. that, that happens all over the world. And we don't We don't even have any magazines left to publish any of the photos <laughs> that <laughs> we would getting, take. <laughs> it's actually take, yeah, it's gone even further old school now. It's actually gone full circle, hasn't it? It started off really underground, kind of happened a bit, boomed a bit bodyboarding few guys were getting paid and whatnot it feels like it's going down again yeah it's almost disappeared actually had pierre louise over um last swell with us yeah i don't know if you've heard of him he's world who, champion who, who yeah 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 and um yeah he flew over with us and uh oh, it's just great to have he's him out insane he's next level it was epic he was freezing he was in a four three no hood and whatnot and then i think the boys lent him a hoodie in the end he had like three on <laughs> You couldn't even see anything, but he was still dropping down these eight foot top to bottom dry monsters and coming out doing a backflip on the way out, you know, just doing things that no one's ever thought about doing at spots that people can't even take waves at, you know, absolutely great. I was sitting in the channel just clapping. 
I mean, you look at Dan, and Dan is the most humble. Who's, the, who's Dan? Dan Skorowski. He's and he probably gets order. the best waves at the cliffs out of anyone. He's also from Cornwall. He's from the same part yeah. of the world I grew up in. And uh, yeah, you know, a lot of these lads from Cornwall actually settled in Ireland. So when we talk about the crew there, we're talking like Dan. Steph. Um, yeah. And then obviously Tom Gillespie. And, yeah. you know, there's like the shambles. There's all these guys, you know, that are always at the spots. But the Cornish lads have got a... a you know, I don't know, just some sort of Celtic kind of roots in that zone. And yeah, it's uh, really cool, you know. Shindo. <laughs> was it like boogie boarding Mavericks? Uh, it was terrifying. <laughs> You're one of the few guys who's ever given that one a go. I only caught, I went out there twice. The first time I caught three lefts and had a panic attack and left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. The second time I went out, um, I've only gone out when it's been like, 10 to 11 feet negative tide and like long period and the, the way that it comes in it just bends that left just like hooks onto yeah. the reef and it looks like this big elbow coming at you that is terrifying yeah and i i, I don't look that way <laughs> well if you get if you get caught inside you're going in the rocks yeah i don't look that way yeah it's terrifying <laughs> and uh grant washburn paddled out he's like Hey, what's up? <laughs> like, <"Hi."> real mellow. <laughs> He's like, you getting any? I'm like, I haven't gotten any. And this is the second session. I'm like, you haven't gotten any yet? He's like, you come out here much? <laughs> <laughs> what a legend. I'm like, uh. <laughs> That's always a great one. No, hey, not man, really. Hey, man, do you know where you are? <laughs> <laughs> That's heck. And then uh, a set came in and I turned and I went and it's like, oh, all right, okay, I got one. All right, all right, I'm going to get another one. The next one I kind of airdropped and I skipped a bit and I lost some speed. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get axed at Mav's left right now. This is going to happen. And the lip came down like directly next to me. I wasn't really in the barrel, but it was like right there. And it just like the, the shocky blew me into the channel. It's like, Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm over this shit. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm not Tom Lowe. I'm not in the gym what at are you 6 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought you were going to say I'm not Tom Lowe going left at Mouse because I don't even go there. Yeah, I'll be at the gym. <laughs> Maybe. And then so I, I went to the tequila bar that night to go meet up with everybody, <laughs> which is right around the corner. Yeah, classic. Tommy's tequila bar. Yeah. And uh, Washburn walks up to me and he's like, you know, there's like a 60 foot hole in the left that you can get pushed into. All right, I'm done with Mavericks. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, you've told me before. You're like, you're like, yeah, I surf shallow waves because you can't drown there. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you might die and get, you might hit the bottom, but you, you're not going to get pushed really deep and drown. Yeah, it's a different. <laughs> like, fair enough. Fish. Fair enough. At that it point, how different. At that point, it's just up to your your reflexes. Yeah, yeah. And if you if you don't make your drop or you don't make the barrel, you hit the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. It's kind of why he likes Ireland so much. Yeah, it's great. It's <laughs> right. a ton of shallow waves. Yep. It's, I love it. Yep. Dude, what what keeps you going? I mean, we, we grew up together in Santa Cruz, and bodyboarders are uh, somewhat lepers in the town. You could say that. <laughs> you can say that. It's definitely not like Hawaii or places where there are uh, bodyboarders that are at the top of the lineup. You, more than anyone else, have committed to bodyboarding, and you're out at 
slabs. You now live up here. You work at an environmental group. You can talk about that. But you also are constantly checking the maps, and you're it's still in the best places in the world. You are on that Namibia Skeleton Bay uh, swell when Alex Smith got his <laughs> ride of the freaking century. What? I'm like dying over here. He's dying. He's dying. I'm, I'm just like extending my intro to, um, to Shindo. You can't even breathe. I don't know what's wrong with him. But dude, I mean, it, it, would, it, it would be... <laughs> the boys in Ireland killed me. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, there's really no... Like, you do this obviously for yourself and it takes hard work for you to keep making it happen every time. Then you keep making it happen. Then you're like, all right, I'm going to book a ticket a couple months out because that's what I can make happen. I mean, you booked that ticket out to Namibia like three months in advance. For $1,200. For $1,200. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Tell me about that you, one. I don't know how that came together for you. I, I have had a lot of luck. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how it happens. Todd Glazer is always like, Shindo's booking a ticket. You should probably follow him. It's going to be good. <laughs> Todd Glazer is one of the best surf photographers in the world. Um, I've always, I mean, I basically ride a bodyboard to get barreled. That's it. I don't even hit the lip anymore. I don't care. I just get barreled. Maybe and, feeling. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so I, I watch the weather. Like, I check the weather six times a day, every single ocean. I'm sitting at my desk and I'm like, You're such a freak. Did the updates come out yet? Yeah. Are the models updated? That's why you and Greg get on so well. Yeah, that's why we became friends because. You geek out so hard. Oh, yeah. Like angles and periods and like Epic. really remote places that we want to check out. Because it's the reason why I've been so addicted is it's constantly new, it's always changing. You're always learning. And the world is a complex place. And the more you dive into like learning about it and seeing all these amazing places around the world, the more fulfilled I get. Mm. Yeah. Basically. And then what uh What was Namibia like? Cause that oh. one I mean, that was just a one in a million slam dunk. Yeah, that was dumb luck. <laughs> I bought my ticket three months in advance with uh, our buddy Rob, and a week out from when we're going to go, this the model starts showing this beast in the Indian, or no, the South Atlantic Ocean. I was just like, oh. So I'm like texting Greg, like, hey, are you, are you looking at the, the charts for Namibia? He's like, yeah, it's going to be big. I'm like, well, what does that mean? He's like, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a storm like this. I'm like, oh, really? And we show up, and it's 10 foot. The longest waves you've ever like seen. Like, picture sand spit, reverse it, make it, like, five times as long, and be 10 foot. Yeah, it's the best wave in the world. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> wow. I couldn't even make a lot of them. You would just, like, you'd get barreled for ages, and then you, the shocky would get too far ahead of you, and you'd just be, like, cartwheeling in a 10-foot barrel. Dark. Yeah. Oh. Amazing. Amazing. Damn. Give me some description of that day. What stood out besides getting minute-long barrels? I didn't think I was going to be scared at that wave because most of the footage, it's like head high. Hmm. I was actually kind of terrified. It's a scary wave. Really? People yeah. don't realize that. People go there and are like, oh, I'm going to go surf the longest barrel in the world and have such a great time. I went there once, and I would say I fell dropping in on half the waves. 
Yeah, the, right. uh, like you're airdropping into this dark, sandy, guttering freight train, and you better hope that you make a perfect line dropping in because if you don't, you're going to be eating sand. Yeah. What scared me was the inside because there's nobody down there, and it was so big on the big day that if you got caught in a spot where you couldn't get out, you're just going down that peninsula, and no one's going to find you, and it's like 10-foot short break. Yeah, yeah. Like 10-foot backs exploding like 40 feet in the air. It's like, whoa, I, I, I got to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it sharky as there as well? Probably. I didn't Not think even, about that. Well, you're from Northern California. You live here, so, Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a big spit, too. It's one of, like, people don't know, it's just this big, sandy spit, and it just keeps going out further and further and further, and it's always changing and could get blown apart at any time. And And there was actually, like, almost no footage of the big day, because it was foggy most of the day. So Hmm. Coa Smith's wave is not on the big day. That's the next day. Yeah, right. And then we got another swell after that one, so we actually surfed it, like, eight times. (laughs) <laughs> which is like the biggest dumb luck of all time people like fly around the world to get wow. one day out there wow. what are your strategies to be able to travel the way that you do i know that you're a samurai with credit card miles and with a number of other travel tips are there any that you're willing to give up <laughs> well i mean i committed i've committed at my job and uh i've been there 11 years and i got four weeks paid vacation and i stretch that as much as possible and i I study the charts not only for the future, but I look at the archive data in um, for as many years back as I can find and try and pick the moments where I see consistent swell activity and just hone in on those time frames and find the cheapest flights possible. Bring, bring me into the, um, your world of how you'll look in the archives. You, uh, you live in the mud in terms of the numbers <laughs> and the, the charts and I, how I, deep you go with this. I think I approach um, wave forecasting like baseball. Like I look at the stats from as far back as I can go and just try and project what's going to work. And you take screenshots and then you save it and you put it in folders? How do you work? Uh, I got a pretty good memory, especially with numbers, so I'll... Use sites like WinGuru and Surfline Archives and whatnot and really just pick apart every swell that I see for maybe eight years back and see, and then really go back through all the footage and see what the waves were like on those swells. And I mean, it's what I geek out on. It's yeah. like six times a day. Six times a day. I would say, I'm going to almost say I'm the opposite. <laughs> How's that? Do tell. No, I don't. What, what I do don't you have a bloody, I don't have a bloody clue. You're like, how about that? How surf- about I just be honest? Like, probably half the surfers out there, we don't really understand, you know, geography because we didn't pass in school and we didn't really go to school. <laughs> now right. I'm speaking for myself there, but you know, basically, you know, <laughs> I, you know, I, I understand the fundamentals of it over over the years, but I go mostly off instinct and the whole like I can spot it if it's offshore and it's a big swell and it's looking like it'll stay in that direction that's the way it's moving this low pressure system but I somehow usually can tell whether it's going to go right or wrong and the night before I can tell whether how it usually feel like it's going to be big or not just by the feeling I get and I'm usually usually right. right you know yeah I don't know why I just 
it's just something I'm like, no, it's not going to be what everyone says. And I don't mind. Like, What's an example up. of that? What's an, when was the last um, time that happened? Okay. In Ireland recently, I went over on a swell and everybody was saying that it would be... I spoke to Tom Gillespie, a local guy, and he was the same when he looked at the swell. Um, but I also, you know, and basically it looked like that everything wasn't quite right for it to be a certain way. But then I had a feeling like at one point it would be really good at the cliffs and at a certain time of the day. And I knew it would be, and I was out there and it was, and it was, uh, you know, even no one else was Yeah, just myself and Dan really. And, um, Nick Von Rupp came over and I said, you know, definitely come up and give it a look. And it's just moments like that where I'm like, even like the, the local lads or whatnot would say like, ah, it's not going to be big enough or whatever. And then it can just turn on. And for that last hour of light, you, you know, you're scoring like, you know, eight foot waves to yourself. Yeah. Um, so- sometimes you can get too deep into it and then you're like, oh, it's not going to be good. And you're like, I'm looking at the ocean right now and it looks good. Mm. And you're like, but Wind Guru doesn't say it's good right now. Yeah. I can't go surf unless Guru says it's east. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Shindo, you get to know places, though, by putting time in. 100%. 100%. And like Porto, you know, I've, I've, I, I don't, you know, I haven't done many seasons down there, but the time I've spent down there has been long. You know, when I have done stints, it's been like, you know, at least six weeks at a time and things like that. So I think that's made the difference, all the difference. And, I can feel it down there, you know, I'm like, everyone's like, oh no, it's going to be like bombing in the morning. And I'm like, I just like, no, it's not. I don't reckon, you know, but that's okay. I'll still be wake up and do my yoga and a little, little sesh, just getting, you know, ground myself ready for always prepare. Like, cause it's good to get into a rhythm and routine. I like that, but I know it's not going to be big and I'll go off, check it up and it's not. And yeah. I mean, last trip. When I we don't know how there. to explain how I know. We, uh, Tom and I went to go check Tom Gillespie and I yeah. went to go check Riley's. He's like, Oh, it's going to be good. We're, this is a, this is a slab left. But, uh, we're, we're relying yeah. on the charts. We're like, Oh, wind guru says it's going to be this big. We're like, Tom's just like, I got a feeling. I got a feeling. I got a feeling. We get mm. there. We saw a 20 foot wave come through Riley's. I was like, Tom, I'm not going out. You can go out. I'm not going out yeah. there. He's like, Holy shit. That's one of the biggest waves I've ever seen here. Wow. <laughs> it's like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm gonna go to you know. I'm gonna go surf somewhere else. You know, yeah. Like, goodbye. I feel like I know that place so well because of the years that we spent going around to this spot. So we we have, we started off like I was lucky enough to be the first person to surf it with um, Pierre, who's actually over the world champion bodyboarder Pierre Louise, and it was just a random little crew. Paul Morgan was there, Aussie Charger, and um, Mickey Smith found this amazing wave and. We surfed it and then we brought round, he brought around the jet ski and then it was my first experience of towing in and I'm on my knees like trying to like figure out how to get to my feet because I never towed in and there's like a 10 to 12 foot slab mutating into this shelf, shallow reef and I'm just like, you know, so Tom Doyle's like, get up, Larry, like get up and I'm like, ding, ding, ding on my knees and I just somehow just pit a bump and just fly into my stance, full post stance coming around this 10 foot wave. I'd never been in a barrel that big, that deep and was just somehow, but made it just holding on for dear life. But 
I fell it. I fell in love with a bit of a bit of jet ski power at that point. I was like, you know what? This is a whole other level of like power riding. They they say money doesn't buy happiness. You ever seen someone on a jet ski not having fun? Shit, it's just like yeah, it's the easy way, easy way out. You know, but you'd I mean, never make it to the bottom yeah, of one of those waves without that. Exactly. Right, you need jet ski assistance on a lot spot. of these waves. Yeah. But my point was is that I we we went after that moment. We all maxed out our credit cards. I was skin, you know for like forever and wasn't even getting hooked up and sponsorship wise and yeah mickey was more skint than anyone because he was buying camera equipment to document it how he wanted to and he didn't have a job and he was like you know the photographer for carve surfer mag and a few other mags and whatnot but scraping a living you know proper like pikey style we all were and anyway <laughs> we would go around to this spot and we'd go around there it, as long as it was offshore and big no matter what the tide was no matter what the size as long as it was pretty solid we'd go around there we'd be launching at dark and we'd go around there just dedicated you know freezing fog like all year round we were just attacking this spot just loving it it was just new and it was fresh but when you know you say about that 20 foot coming through like i've seen waves that are just hitting off the back reef there and i've thought can i paddle them and uh, you know there's a lot of things that people don't necessarily know about the place it does certain things like and it looked it like it could have gone in and, yeah exactly but then if it went wrong you'd be falling from very high into very shallow well um i, <laughs> I mean we towed uh, danny wall into one and yeah you that was him. that <laughs> was a Wall's horrible way legendary uk bodyboarders of all time and he came over on a swell it was a big swell and um it was a legendary session it, you know now i think about it you know i don't think about these things like you're just well, you're just you're bringing them into my mind because we're talking about ireland and it's all coming up you know but these these stories are just what like made me in a way you know these are so they bring they make me feel like <laughs> i don't know like really high when i think about it because i'm towing people into like the biggest slabs still to this day that i've ever seen you know because we just don't go down there when it's like that anymore. It was an era. It's gone. I don't like towing into these things, and I don't really want to be part of that. So anyway, I towed this guy, Danny Wall, into this, like, just absolute monster. Terrifying teepee. He was just <laughs> holding on for, yeah. This is at Riley's. <laughs> he was just bouncing there's down a, the thing. Th- there's he at Riley's. over the falls and <laughs> yeah, just was completely smashed. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, this is, this is, I've never surfed it, but... From what I hear, I, well, I have two friends who have broken their backs out there, and yeah. from what I hear is just an ugly, terrifying, ugly. shallow, no, beautiful, no, beautiful, ugly. just beautiful, yeah, beautiful, beautiful yeah. terrifying, shallow, yeah, difficult to monster. It has its different moods, well, like I, any wave. But I've also seen some of the most beautiful yeah, photographs yeah. of anywhere in the entire world but, out yeah. there. But it, it, yeah, I mean, it's it's not like terrifying and ugly like Aileen's. Aileen's is another beast. Like aliens, you're like, oh, you know, drowny, like, <laughs> that like looks, heavy, that drowny. looks drowny. <laughs> like this is like deep, deep water, kind of like. Did you just invent a word? <laughs> this is like, Tom, you want to go out? Know, no, it looks drowny. <laughs> this is like, okay, you know, like it's getting dark. We better get out as a team, kind of place. Whereas, you know, Rise is just the most beautiful, picturesque kind of zone with a. Yeah, of course the wave is 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 really really heavy and uh, so many people have gotten it, hurt. You know? So many people have gotten hurt. You know, Dan's gotten hurt 
Many but times. she looks after the boys, you know. She's <laughs> she's not. She's Riley's all good, she's man. She's not what you say. She <laughs> don't is. say that. I mean, no, but like, yeah, it's, like, it's like a well, guy who owns a pit bull who keeps attacking people, and she's like, "It's not the pit bull's <laughs> fault. It's not her fault. They just I've, keep aggravating yeah. her." I, it's never. I mean, I broke my foot there. I broke my metatarsal. When, you know, actually, Chachi was on the rocks. Got a nice little shot of me, actually. Nice, Thanks, mate. Nice. Uh, yeah, they ran it in his mag as well. I was like, and Ferg got the cover that that trip, um, which I towed him into. That was a lovely evening, and uh, until I broke my foot. But um, it's it has its different moods, and now you know I know how to read those moods. And like I say, you know, if it's a a certain way, I will go down there and I'll, I'll paddle my little head heighters, and I'm happy. I don't have anything to prove, and I. No, yeah, the boys mm-hmm. just paddle it like it's now. It's now really it. empty yeah. on the big days. There's no one around. Exactly. Now that you, Tom, have uh, support from Vans, yep. sponsoring you head to toe, yep. and you have support to be able to fly the places that you want to go. Yeah. Do you feel more pressure to go out and give it your all on those days because you feel like you need to? Well, the the older I've got, because I'm actually 32. Do you know what I mean? Like. I feel like an old fart right now, but saying that, but yeah, I, you know, I've, I've kind of done, careful. (laughs) I've done my era of like going all out. Right. My whole like kind of thing was just to go all out every, every swell and every kind of session as if it was my last and, you know, put it all on, all on it. And that's whole, my whole vibe. Right. And it's changing because of nearly drowning and (laughs) getting smashed. And you kind of have six months where you can't surf or eight months and, you know, you're going like, what am I doing wrong? And, you know, how do I want to do it differently? And, you know, I, I, I think more about, I, I'm tapping more into my instinct rather than, I guess, the gung-ho kind of, um, I, I think a lot of it was ego as well, probably. I mean, I love what I'm doing. So when I say ego, it's a, it's a funny subject. A lot of people think ego meaning like big-headed and you want to like show off and stuff. I just mean, we all have the ego, and I still have it now. Every time I'm going out in the big waves, we have it now. Right now, when we're talking, but I, I'm aware of it more now, and so I kind of can control it more than I used to. So I take more risks than uh, before than I do these days. I'm calculated, definitely, and um, you know, I I have a, a wave in mind at the spot that I want to catch at the swell, and. If I don't catch it, I don't get so down on myself like I used to. Hmm. And I also don't um, expect, I have low expectations as well. It's like my whole thing about anything like flying over here. You know, luckily I got a cheap ticket. I wasn't going to come otherwise. You know, I'm not loaded. It's just so I'm I'm real with it. And I'm like, you know, I'm trying to save up for a swell at Jaws. You know, that was my thing. That's my, I would love to go back there and just be part of another epic session. And if I can catch a wave, great. If I don't, at least I went over and gave it a go and um, lucky enough to come over here twice this winter. And, you know, we just scored some really fun waves together. <laughs> so stoked. Sure, sure did. I'm so stoked right now. I mean, that just put the icing on the cake. At the yeah. End of we, as well. s- we spent all morning getting offshore barrels <laughs> at a place that shall not be named. <laughs> yeah, that was but unexpected. So, <laughs> all right. So last um, session we had at Mavericks together in November, yeah. we both took, spectacular wipeouts i would say uh we went out on the boat together <laughs> very, and, very entertaining yeah <laughs> let's go Loey. we got this and then it was like oh, me on one taking the wipe out of my life and then tom yep. 10 minutes later taking a bad one did i can i just say how excited i am that both of you are like 
went in on that boat. I'm like, yes, my really good <laughs> friends from the opposite side of the globe are actually like meeting up to go. Yeah, we're all chase connected. Big waves. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know how but, it is. But I'll, my question is, we just went back out on that boat two yep. days ago. Yep. How did you change your mindset? You're talking I think about we were this. Both, I think both of us. I felt your aura, and I could see it, and I knew where you were at. You were in the same place as me. You had good energy, but you went out there to go all out, and I could tell. And I think Healy was the same, and I think I was the same, and I think Greg was the same. Yeah. And we, if that wave presented itself, you know, if it was a gnarly one, but if it presented itself and it looked right, felt right, you were going, you know. But if it didn't, you weren't going to get like, oh my, you know, get down on yourself. You weren't expecting much, but you just wanted to make your waves. You wanted to be more calculated, and it, and also I think that our energy levels all were pretty similar. We were kind of just like, well, you know, let's just catch a couple waves, come back to the boat, and. I felt that too. I, it was a very mellow boat. We had Mark Healy, Greg Long. Actually, you, you had some disco funk me. on that was blazing hard. <laughs> we were good. dancing half of the day. We were. In fact, that's probably why we didn't get any bombs. I know. My legs were so tired. <laughs> I had my eighties. I had my eighties never left and Spotify. Healy's got some moves too, man. I was like, shit, that guy can move. Yeah, he's, he's shaking sharp. his booty. Yeah. <laughs> What a legend, man. <laughs> no, it's he the, is but, the, funny as... but those positive vibes and are so important to have with yeah. a group. Because if you if you're out there on a boat and everyone's just serious, I'm gonna go catch the fucking wave of my life right now. And if I don't, my sponsor's gonna be so pissed and I'm gonna be a failure yeah. to myself. It it rubs off on other people. And there you are know, those sessions when you're like based on fear as well. A lot of it is based on so fear. I can and, tell, and insecurity. like you guys are all you're all pretty confident and I like that. I like that boat. That boat was the best boat ever. It was. <laughs> we had the boat. I mean, and shout out to Healy Straps, you know, with the with the with the board straps. Well done, yeah. mate. He was talking about that all day. Yeah. But let's give him another you yeah, know, if, pat on the back. If, Mark Healy, if you're listening, that, <laughs> and that, I've that now got those that straps. board strap job was just amazing. I took them straps off him. Well, well, it's because Greg Long is usually the guy to organize and make sure that, like, all right, all the boards are here, and yeah. then we're going to strap it all. And Healy was the guy. And I was like, yeah, you know, like, it's great that Greg really just like organized all this together. He's like, what? Whoa. Hold on there, <laughs> hey, Bold hey, Eagle. Hey, credit where credit is due. All right. That's the word I was the saying, wasn't it? You kept saying. We also had Hotman. Hotman. Oh, Shout out legends. to our, our Moroccan brother who I really yeah, want to have man. on have on the show who flies over from Morocco every time to start the Mavericks. For the For love. The love. Didn't get any waves of the day, but no. came out smiling and went, you know what? Learned a lot. Today wasn't my day. But that's what it's all about. All I, I think that it, it's, I hadn't thought about that until you said that, but we both did have a similar mindset going in that because I was thinking I'm not going to take another spectacular wipeout no, today. I'm, I'm going to make my waves. Yeah. And we got some fun waves. We yeah. made our waves, came in, had a good session. Yeah. And I think that that's important in terms of the longevity aspect of it because well, look I'm at greg i look at greg as an example yeah. when you talk about that and somebody that i've always looked up to as a surfer and someone that's um calculated as well but and just you know but when when he puts it on the line he puts it on the line and yeah. that you know but he makes them more often than not and i i that's who you aspire to to kind of work towards you know like dorian you know you don't want to be the guy that's flying over the falls like you know i mean i think a lot of people that have heard of me probably think about me flying over the falls of Porto, you know, or like in Ireland and all kinds of, stuff, you know, 
And I'm hoping to change that. That's one of my New Year's resolutions. Please. I don't want to free fall off a five-story building anymore. Can I be the guy who just made a nice little nug somewhere? Kick out. Yeah, yeah, Tom. I mean, I actually just dropped an edit to kind of go like, oh, he made a couple of waves the last couple of seasons. Which was a really good edit. Everybody should check it out. Where do we check it out? I don't know. It's probably on my I'll put it on. Uh, <laughs> I'll put it on my website, Kyle.surf. All right, and I'll check yeah. it out. No, it's it's on it's on the it's on the Vans YouTube channel or something or other. But yeah, my Vimeo too. But anyway, it's like yeah, just a little edit of just um you know Mickey playing his, his music and he edits it too. So great it's, track, um, old school. You know, yeah, it's just just a tune and some surf clip. It's not trying to be anything else. <laughs> I'll, I'll say, man, I've learned so much just from interviewing other big wave guys on this podcast because it all comes back to that. It all comes back to the longevity. It comes back to the fact that you don't need to go all out every session and all the best yeah. guys say it. Mm. And if you're going out and you have that drive to want to surf big waves, that's just your gene. Like we're, mm. we all have that just weird thing where you want to put mm. yourself in a really scary position to help ultimately learn who you are define yourself so so that's there right but what happens is that and greg has a way of great way of saying it's like it's like having lives in a video game like you only have so many lives and that's like you only have so many bad wipeouts before you're kind of just like damn how like your body just says how much more do i really want to put myself through well i mean you know when you that straight away i'm going back to that wipeout when you said it changed your you know i changed it changed my being and i got all heavy on that subject and we didn't really go into it because you know like always i always get sidetracked and go off on one but we're going back to that again because actually you know that wipeout when i say it changed me is that point in your body where you have to go reality because it hurts so I can be surfing at Mavs, paddling the other day, and it didn't actually because I'd been rested up beforehand. But say it pumped the next day and my shoulder was overtired because I've had two surgeries on it by now. It will go. It's brilliant. It's my indicator. It's my. It's it indicates that you know what? How's your energy levels? You know where are you at right now? How much do you want it? And what's going on? And it you you assess the whole scenario. It, it kind of you're aware. You're aware at that point of where your energy levels are and. Um, you know, that's what my shoulder will do. So it's from that incident originally when I dislocated it that defines like a lot of things that happen in the water when the waves are big for me because I've often just thrown the towel. I just thrown the towel because I'm just like, oh, the shoulder's been paddling all day. It's telling me to get out. It's tired. It's at the point where something bad might happen uh, or it might not. It's just a good indicator of where my yeah, energy's at. Yeah, but it's at. a roll of the dice if you keep going when it's hurting. Yeah. yeah. And there are those little indicators. There are those little hints that we get in life sometimes. It's like going, it's like driving a fast car around this corner and you always just kind of skid out and you yeah. kind of skid out. And then there's either the point where you're going to crash the car or there's a point where you're like, ah, I should maybe take it a little slower around that corner. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... And, and hopefully you get those hints and hopefully you don't have to have life just smack you across the face and then you're not surfing for a year because <laughs> yeah. that kind of stuff happens well mate uh, you know two surgeries when you come back from a surgery and look at gmac you know it takes a long time to get better like it's not something shoulder surgery isn't something you bounce back on in six months you know it's like yeah it's a heavy duty like rehab and it's with you forever yeah so you guys can all relate to me on that oh, you yeah, know, it's still it. in your system you still know he's there he says hello to you once in a while and you gotta just say it's alright I'll do a little bit of maintenance that, yeah, was, you know, I got that you. was how I got in trouble was I was surfing alone when I blew mine out Yep. and it took me 40 minutes to get in by myself and I was like wow this is a whole other level it was, it was coming back to the point of 
it was big. It was maxing at the spot, and I was just like, "Oh, I gotta get one! I gotta get a good one!" I kept seeing these crazy ones coming through, and I wasn't waiting for the right one. Mm. And I got blown up on my first one. The second one was not that good, and the third one, I'm like, "This is the one!" I just turned and whipped it and didn't think about it, and it flared and it came down on my head and just blew it out. I was like, mm. "Oh no! I'm in a really bad spot. I'm alone. No one's out." I got to get, I have to deal with this on my own to get all the way back in. Heavy. I hated it. It was like, yeah, that's okay, really well, scary. no more surfing alone. <laughs> that's fight or flight kind of thing. Well, the guys, when I got to the beach, they actually helped me out. They drove me up the, up the cliff, you know, they kind of broke the rules and drove down to the bottom to pick me up and like got me out of there. Yeah. And luckily. Yeah, luckily. Yeah. 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 Safety is such an important thing, man. P- people, because it's so all good until it's not all good. I was talking yeah. about this the other yeah. day, especially at a wave like Mavericks, where all of the energy condenses into one place. It doesn't even feel like you're surfing, it feels a little bit surreal because you're on a boat and you're looking at these massive walls of water coming in but they're not even touching you. Mm. There's no, I mean, if you go out on a boat, you don't need to even paddle through that, mm. that white water and yeah. get the feeling of like, yeah. oh, I'm yeah. in the ocean right now. I'm in, I'm a part of this energy. So yeah. you can go from, I mean, you can yell at the guys from a boat. Like yeah. if you had a good uh, pitching arm, you could probably yeah. hit one of the guys, right? See, yeah. But so, so it's this weird schism in your mind that can happen from like, oh, I'm hanging out on a boat to like, Oh my God, I'm in a really real situation right here. And that can happen so quickly. Yeah. Um, Chopu does the same thing. Yeah. Because because the reef, you're right there and you're completely safe, but... It happens real quick. But it happens real quick. Yeah. Like, real fast. But I mean, in an island, like, because of those, like, you paddle out old school, you do it all like that, you're always connected to the sea, you know, and it's like... But I, I am very much aware since nearly drowning um, like three weeks ago that safety is a is an issue that we have to like you know look more into. And I have I luckily I had safety there that I'd lined up, and we had you know Peter and um, he's been doing a good job. Yeah, he like set up kits for people. Yeah, and that. yeah, yeah. All them all the lads up there, are, you know, they, they do got a great little program going on, and like you know, I love it. It's like keep you know keep get the word out there and like get the awareness out there of you know the basics sort of you know resus and you yeah know, you know the program it's like you got i think it's just not really ever been there till Pe- pedro came along like peter conroy's kind of just ramped it up to another level because he is a paramedic anyway he's a fireman and i think um it's really good for the community down there i mean a lot of lads will stay old school and they won't like it and you know i i can understand that headspace because i i suppose i've been there in a way and so is peter probably from just surfing not really giving a crap until you know something bad happens and you're you know you're helpless and you need you need the support and having a jet ski there when the waves are heavy is just a must you know and i was lucky enough to have peter on call there and um and barry and they came and rescued me um from mulligmore and you know I was stoked. I had the, had it all there. You know, I mean, that's what I, that's what I've yeah. That's that's what we we've, we've got to keep doing. You know, if, we, if the waves are are big, and you can get access to a ski, even if it means chucking a hundred bucks, so it's just a money man. You're talking about life and death, like for real. It's not like messing around. It happens faster than you just go in. Thank fuck for that. 
Yep. So how many know. how many days of the cliffs? You know, have people surf when it's been big and yeah. no ski around? I mean, that's a be... tricky one. You know, I mean, it's a tricky one to to rent out a ski, and and, and that's why I'm. It takes a lot of organization. No one's, yeah, nobody's got the money down there, you yeah, know. So they're all still doing it old school. We were out there the other day. There was no skis about, and it's 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 pretty gnarly. But you know, you, when we have pros coming over, it's really cool. Like a lot of the people, oh great, you know, it's going to be busy. Like bring them over because that just means the ski's going to be there, and then it's safer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't think, and and Shindo, your program's a little different when you're surfing your boogie board in these little slabs with no one around, but. Also, when you're surfing big waves, it's not just like, oh, I'm going to go out for a surf. It's like fucking going to war. Like, you're like, all right, I have this vest on. I have a vest on top of that. All right, yeah. we got a boat lined up. We're all going to hit the water at this time. Like, yeah. this is our route in here. If yeah. you get stuck in this rock, like, it's, <laughs> it takes a lot of organization. So, for you're just like derelict, like, Durr, I'm going to go out and surf some big waves. And you don't think of that. Chances are you'll be okay. But there's another big chance that you won't be okay. And then there's going to be nothing yeah. in place to rescue you. I mean, there's a lot of lads that have been out at Mavs the other day, like probably 90% of the lads that are out there. They don't know who's on ski support. They don't know if it's really there. And it's, it's pretty gnarly, you know, like I'm in touch with Greg and I'm lucky enough to have, you know, Greg as a friend and, you know, he has Frank as a contact and, you know, there's a couple of lads there and Jamie was on call and like, yeah, Jamie Mitchell you know, was J- Jamie Mitchell. Who's one of the best guys at Mavericks was driving a ski all day long, just doing, line just doing for safety people. for guys. Like, who knows? What, like other stuff might have happened the other day. Like there was some gnarly situations, hundred percent, about to happen, and the ski just saves them. <laughs> Boom! You know, it's cha- it's a game changer. Same as these vests. Yeah, it does a lot. Like, who knows what the hold downs people would be getting? Because there's more risks being taken. You know, I mean, the I mean, or, that, you know, could I don't it, know. could it have saved some of the there. people in the past? You know, if they had that technology. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like the guys at the Outer Reefs on Oahu. Yeah, at Mavs. You know, it's deep water. Waimea. Waimea. Even, even yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, moving forward, let's do let's do the rocking chair story. You're okay. 85. You're in your rocking chair. You're looking back on your life. Yeah. Okay. What are the stories? What are the Tom Lowe? Like this is how I wanted to live my life, and this is uh. Well, what, what's a good life in your in your rocking life. chair? Well, I mean, I literally had like a felt like I had a life and death situation like three weeks ago. So I'm right; it's fresh in my mind, you know. Like, as in, I can die happily like now. Do you know what I mean? I'm I've I've gone for it. I've 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 literally just want to be going for it till I do. I'm an old fart rocking around in my chair like with my shotgun, like. <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, I'm not gonna have a shotgun, probably. But well, the shotgun just walked in the house, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of saw that. And that's probably why I said it. <laughs> your next, yeah, your roommate's just strapped with like camo on. I don't know who's been hunting. Yeah, he's just walked in. I think he was the room, ducking. and he's kind of freaking me out. But... <laughs> How <are> you, mate? <laughs> we're, um, we're sitting in the living room doing a podcast. Shotgun yeah. walks through the back. Hey, <laughs> but no, I mean, time to wrap up, guys. <laughs> but no, I hope really to get back to it. It's like you, you just hope that you kind of just or appreciating the simple things in life by that point. I want to get to that place soon rather than later because that's what it's all about, you know? And like, <laughs> there's nothing like you said that can give you that fix like big wave surfing can, like heavy wave surfing can. It's just like getting barreled can, you know? So it's like, you hope you can do it for a long amount of time, but these heavy waves, you know, you're not going to be playing around out there for that much longer. So, 
yeah, hopefully by that point you calm down in your system and you're actually content with like, yeah, just hanging out and family and have a little like enjoying nature, hundred yard long barrel in the backyard. That's like well, that high. could always help. You know? <laughs> <laughs> if you set up in a nice little quiet zone and it pumps around the corner, then. But you know, but there's there's guys out there that are still um still at it. I mean, Dorian's like I don't know if he's still is he peaked? I mean, hey, he's like sixty five. I don't know. Now, he's right? still peaking. <laughs> oh know. no, he's so good, man. Like, he is. Well, how just, how old is Michael Ho? Yeah, I mean, that's every amazing. every time pipes good, you just see him just getting the barrels of the day like, yeah wow no like I, I i don't know how old he is it's mike stewart's 52 oh, wow, i think yeah no you can keep doing it you can keep doing it you gotta make you gotta you gotta limit those days at the pub though <laughs> <laughs> oh that was was that at me <laughs> <laughs> okay no judgment crickets crickets <laughs> But, How about you, but story wise, you yeah. want to wrap out some stories? No, it's that well, that was a good one. That was a good one. How about you? How about you? What's your rocking chair story? Looking uh, back on it, I don't know. You know, like I, I'm really happy that I've uh, gotten to go everywhere in the world so far, and that I just want to keep doing that. And uh, whether or not that involves me buying a house somewhere across the globe that forces me to travel to go stay there and see my friends that live there. Maybe that's an option. You're thinking about yeah, maybe. getting a spot in Ireland, aren't you? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. It's way cheaper. Yeah, it is. I live in the most expensive city in the country. You know, yeah. it's not. This is not a sustainable existence. I think the climate might get to you after a while. <laughs> well, no, no. I said visit. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'd rent it out in the summer. Maybe put would, the time in, but you know, I'm just saying. I would never live there like in the summer when it's touristy and flat, yeah. and you know, I always yeah. come over when it's cold and miserable. Just do your stints, yeah. <laughs> Um, anything else before we wrap up? Oh, this is good. When you know when I we love started, you, we I were, love you. We were starting, and he was going like, "How was that wipeout at like <laughs> Nazare?" And then you're going like that one at Jaws. I don't know which ones you mean because <laughs> like <laughs> that's how he started. He just started attacking me. I don't even know if it was recording, and I don't even know. Which ones you mean? You, you're talking about me leaping over well, the falls. Well, yeah. that's all. That's yeah, all yeah. changed in 2017 yeah. New Year's resolutions. Yeah, no more over the falls. Tom Lowe. He's just going to pack I've, big I've barrels. Actually, you know, I got I got sent that clip just before we did that edit, that jumping over one, and um, I looked at the full clip, and it's um it's a 30 second hold down. That's what that is, and it's, oh. you can see it, and it's um. I might post it actually, just so you can see, because now you can do the minute post thing on the old Instagram, just so people see that's what a 30 second hold down looks like. I mean, it didn't even feel very long, to be honest. I've been under for, like I said, Mulligmore the other day, it was like not half the time, and I've panicked, and who knows what happened, but that's. Anyway, um, <laughs> back to Nazare, yeah. But that was, yeah, that was a good jump, and <laughs> I don't know if I could have made it or not, but. Maybe I could have, but next time I'm going to. So that's the mentality for this year. Your clip was incredibly inspiring. I was Every time that I see a big swell and your name pops up that you're going to be there, I'm like, oh, there's going to be something good coming out soon. Yeah, not a wipeout, not a wipeout. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, where can people get in touch with you? What's the Insta? Tom, Tom Loyo. Tom Loyo. I don't know why. Well, actually, I do. This My friend of mine called Meatball. You ever met Meatball? Never met Meatball. <laughs> yeah, well, Meatball, if you're out there, thanks for setting my account up a couple of years ago. I'm a complete uh, anti-tech like tech guy, you know, and I was like with Rip Curl for pretty much 10 years, and the guys were like, <laughs> the guys were like, yeah, get on Instagram and all that kind of business, and I was like, no, 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 no. And then like a couple of years ago, obviously, I lost all my sponsors, so I cranked onto it, 
just started putting up weird shit. <laughs> some people like it. Some people like this guy's like drama queen, you know, like I just put my heart on my sleeve on that thing. You know, sometimes I go all out. I try and have a laugh, but you know what? Let's just keep it real and just get it heavy. <laughs> That's kind of my vibe. But yeah, it, it Meatball set me up with this account, this film, a guy I met anyway, down in Porto and he called it Tom Loyo. I don't have a clue why. There's no story. It's just what it is. <laughs> so there you go. Thanks, uh, mate. Yeah. Right. It's good to have you back over in California. Good to see you on the other side of the pond. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time, guys. And Shindo, how can people get in touch with you? Uh, send her on. Send her on. That's send my her Instagram. on. <laughs> <laughs> what's the story behind that? Uh, everybody calls me Senderon. What's uh, your What's your full name? We got to. We'll wrap it up with the story of Sunandunan. I can't even do it. What's your What's your full name, Shinron? On my birth certificate, or yeah. currently? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? My birth that certificate. It, my first name is M. Period, and my last name is Sundaranandan. And it's uh, I'm named after a yogic deity who achieved enlightenment at a young age, and it means he who enjoys the bliss of divine beauty. Ooh, we're going to wrap it up with that. I'm Thanks for Tom. taking the time, I'm guys. Just Tom. <laughs> I'm just called Tom. And I'm from England. Right? Tom Lowe, yo. My name is Kyle, which Mine means, doesn't mean anything. It means a long stretch of I land. Feel real tragic right now. <laughs> All right, guys, we're wrapping it up. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Get in touch with any of these two experience-driven legends who I am grateful enough to call my friends. Have a beautiful day. Thanks so much for listening, my friends. If you like this podcast, please take two minutes and give it a rating on iTunes or Stitcher. It's super simple. If you're on iTunes right now, just click the search button, type in The Kyle Tierman Show. It's going to take you to a new page that you click The Kyle Tierman Show, and then there's a place where it says details, reviews, more, and you write a review and says that says this is wonderful. This is wonderful. Such a fun little crew we have here listening to the show. Thanks so much. I will see you all soon and get out there and have a beautiful day.